It's news to us the week of June 8th, 2020. So much is happening right now, so much. And before we begin the show, uh, this I want you to know that it's news to us, supports Black Lives Matter, so does Adobe Network. And that's what we're going to talk about, the movement. Katie's here. Hey. Jason is off this week. Some good things have actually resulted because of the protests, right, Katie? They have. And, you know, I feel like we should call them demonstrations. Demonstrations. Okay. Why? Yeah. Because I feel like protests, like, I feel like Republicans are giving it, like, a negative connotation. Okay. And, like, I feel like these are becoming positive things. Yeah, and that's what we're going to try to focus on. Now, you know, we could talk about all the negative stuff that's happening at these demonstrations, like, you know, all the brutality that's going on. But we're we're not going to talk about that. We want to talk about the change that's happening because it's empowering. It's really cool to see. So uh, let's kick it off here. It's news to us. It's news to us. With Eddie and Jason. And Katie. And Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and no Jason. <laughs> He's uh, sipping daiquiris on a beach somewhere. Yeah, right. Without <laughs> me, I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But th- these, uh, this is what's really cool about what's happening is that we're seeing some change. We're seeing, we're seeing this movement actually make a difference. And uh, when, when we're told that democracy is something that you have to stand up and fight for and you have the option to actually get out there and make a change. A lot of people don't really believe that and we're seeing it happen right now. So we wanted to just kind of highlight all the really good stuff that's coming out of these demonstrations this week. Yeah, it's and it's true. I've been telling Jason for years, democracy will not save itself. We've got to work together. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's so cool to see all these people in the streets, and especially during a pandemic, risking their lives to go out there. Um, it's brave to to be in a group because that's uh, what uh, Doctor Fauci is saying. Like these these demonstrations are just the perfect opportunity for the spread of COVID nineteen, and people are like, I don't care. I, I I'm out here to uh, to not only try to better my life, but everybody else's life. And but it's also heartening to see people being responsible about it too. Like if they're going to go out and do it, there be there's a lot of mask wearing going on, a lot. Yeah, yeah, and, there is. Uh, I've heard that there's also a lot of hand sanitizer being passed around. People are trying to be distant when they can. You know, like people are making an effort. So that's also very heartening to hear. Oh, that's good. That's good. And this movement isn't going anywhere. Uh, just the the uh, demonstrations might, well, they're going to eventually start to thin out. But I think that this movement, this Black Lives Matter movement and uh, this uh, social injustice, the pro- police brutality uh, awareness is really going to stick around for a long time, don't you? I, this just feels different than any other time we've seen it. It's It's on a much bigger scale. Yeah, and, like, even listening to, like, uh, major Black Lives Matter advocates um, on TV today, on the news and stuff, just listening to them speak, they all have a different feeling about what's going on now, too. Um, they definitely feel like there's there's change in the air and that that this time is different from the others, and, and the pressure isn't going to stop until 
we get what we want this time. Like until something happens, this isn't stopping. And uh, so, things are starting to happen, and that's that's what we wanted to talk about this week. So uh, legislation-wise, I guess we'll talk about legislation first, and then just also some good news that have, that, that we can share with you as well. Uh, we're not going to focus on the doom and gloom. But, uh, Lucky for us, uh, yes. all kinds of good news and legislation today, too. Look at that. It's winning. It's uh, There's a lot of winning happening right now. Yeah. What, so what's happening with the... Uh, the uh, Justice and Policing Act. Uh, well, this morning, uh, Nancy Pelosi and some other members of the House came out and introduced the Justice and Policing Act. Um, well, I guess some senators, too. Uh, Senator Cory Booker was there and Kamala Harris. And um, basically, this act at a federal level would ban chokeholds and no knock warrants in drug cases, which is what just killed Breonna Taylor. Um, it would force local police departments to send data um, to the federal government and create a grant program so that they could track um, misconduct for police officers that use excessive force and make that public information and knowledge. This all sounds um, good to me. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at who this bill was crafted by. It's all Democrats. Why are the uh, Republicans being so silent on all this? Except uh, for Mitt you know, Romney. I don't know. You know, and, uh, it, it goes to, it'll go to the Senate on Wednesday. And so it'll be really interesting to see how they react on Wednesday. It's um, probably going to get hidden it, under the turtle shell. It'd be really, uh, do turtles have balls? Because it'd be ballsy of him to hide this under the shell. You think? <laughs> I mean, because yeah, the guy I has no shame. Did. I think he's done a lot of stuff that you'd, uh, he's surprised me over and over again. You're right. He is. He's shameless. Um, Why aren't more so Republicans I, speaking out against this? That's what I want to know. Like, where the hell are they? What are they doing? They're all just like cowering. And, if, and that's being complicit. I haven't seen a, and it, I haven't yeah, seen any. Like, does that make them racist? I don't know. Possibly. Like this yeah. this isn't a political issue. It really isn't. It's it's about fair treatment. And it's uh, It's kind of a public health issue at this point. That that as well. It really is a public health issue too. That's a good point. Um, They're killing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh that's that's good this uh so the uh the Justice and Policing Act. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, some other good yeah. news. This isn't really legislation. It's more of a policy. Um, the Marines have banned depictions of Confederate flags, including bumper stickers and mugs. Anything that the Marines have, they're not allowed to have displays of the Confederate flag anymore. And uh, <laughs> how that wasn't banned before is like, I'm like, Duh, I know. Uh, duh. Like, who the hell? Are, who, these people with the Confederate flag, just give it up already. At this point, it's a symbol of hate and racism. Like, what the hell is yeah. your problem? Uh, my aunt and uncle had a neighbor who had one up in his window, and not even shitting you, they tried to sell their house for like two years and couldn't oh. because the neighbor had a Confederate flag up in his window. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, people the, did not appreciate it. 
The Marine Corps said in a statement, the Marine Corps shall remove the Confederate battle flag from all installation, public spaces and work areas in order to support our core values, ensuring unit cohesion and security and preserve good order and discipline. And then it goes on to say the Confederate battle flag has all too often been co-opted by violent extremists and racist groups whose divisive beliefs have no place in our core. And uh, that's thank you for making that stand. And more people should. I mean, like it, it, it's that's just what it is. It's uh, this flag has been just adopted by extremists, racists. And when you look yeah. at it, I just I I get it. If I saw a neighbor with that in the in the window, I would like avoid that house. If I was walking my dog, I like cross the street. Absolutely, <laughs> me too. I wouldn't be like, hey man, what's up? Yeah, that's not somebody I don't want to be friends with. Like, give it up already. No, they'd, yeah, they'd get the stink eye. <laughs> On the, the local level, a lot of good things happening because of the demonstrations. In Minneapolis, what's happening? Um, well, they, uh, Minneapolis City Council members have made a veto-proof uh, unanimous decision that they're going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department um, they're pledging to rethink the city's approach to emergency response. And um, Steve Fletcher, one of the city council members, cited their lengthy track record of misconduct and their decade-long history of violence and discrimination. Um, their, I mean, lack of, they really don't have a, a record of completing work either. Um, something like 22% of rapes were solved. Um, so he basically said, we, yeah, we can resolve confusion over a $20 grocery transaction without drawing a weapon or pulling out (laughs) handcuffs. Yeah. Which I agree with. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, and I guess they, they just, so if there's like, um, if the, what they want to do is dispatch more mental health professionals to mental health calls, they want to uh, dispatch fire department EMTs to opioid overdose calls without police officers. They want to yeah. uh, get rid of traffic cops and uh, have cameras and invest more in mental health training and de-escalation conflict resolution. I mean, this all makes sense to me. Like trying to use brute force for everything just doesn't work. Yeah, and and I mean by taking apart that budget and using it on things like uh, drug prevention and mental health, you know, crisis and prevention, um, you know, these are what the problems lead. These things lead to the issues of crime in the end. So. You know, if they just nip that in the bud in the beginning, there's no reason for force in the end and crime will end up going down. So, yeah, yeah, um, that's the thinking behind that. And I think that it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea, too, because the police, as we've seen, have become militarized and got a lot of just thugs. I'll use Donald Trump's word as he described uh, protesters as thugs. Uh, There's just a lot of thugs and police departments and there's unions that are uh, in some cases just really nasty because they are they they are all about using force 
And it's uh, to see some some of this change start to happen already is really cool. And that's because of the demonstrations. And that's the point of the show this week. Yeah. If you don't like something, yep. demonstrate. And, of course, this is just the beginning of it because getting out in the streets, I mean, this is causing some pretty immediate change. But if we want long-lasting change, we have to vote. So vote.org, yeah. vote.org. A lot. I mean, in a lot of this, still, a lot of uh, advocates are saying that these changes still aren't enough, and that they've heard a lot of these things before, and they haven't actually been implemented. So, this is the beginning. We've had. We're starting the conversation. We've got the conversations going. Now, these these things actually have to make it through being, you know, implemented and put into place, which being put through political situations and police unions and budgets and you know there's a lot that could still hold these things up so these new policies so it, um I, I, it's just like it's so weird how to me that anybody could oppose any of this stuff if you how could you oppose police brutality how could you oppose equal rights, equal treatment for everybody and getting rid of racism and the systemic racism. Like if you're against that, you are on the wrong side of history. And I don't know if you've, I hate Facebook so much, but I've, I know I have a lot of Uh idiots on my Facebook page because when I worked for this, uh, this rock radio station, there's a lot of, uh, (laughs) just an interesting group of people who added me on Facebook. So I have all these people I don't even really know. And there's a lot of just, nasty people who are against this stuff and they're sharing memes and saying that uh just really they're they're not they're not on the side of uh of wanting to resolve any of this and they're calling they're blaming the protesters for looting and that's all they're focusing on they're not looking at anything else and it's just so disgusting yeah i mean this is what um you know decades and decades of cutting education systems gives us you know like and to go to police funding, to put police in schools, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it, right. it's crazy. It's, we created this machine. We have to stop it. We really do. It, it's disgusting. And I, I got into a little exchange with somebody on my Facebook and, uh, over some of this stuff and they're still throwing around the Hillary's emails thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, Jesus, get over it. <laughs> I know. But anyways, we, we didn't want to focus on the negative this week. But still, those people are out there, and you should engage them. I usually try to avoid them, but I'm engaging them a little bit just because I want to stand up for this. And I, I'm just pissed off. I really am. And I and this is my little way of of demonstrating um, is to – I know that these people are real people in the community that we live in. They're not trolls. They're just yeah. uneducated dipshits. I had sorry to call names. They're just idiots. Yeah. So I'm thinking like maybe if I get through to just one, but it's never going to work because people are just in their own little bubbles. I don't even know. It's like screaming at a wall, but the the real, the real way to change is not on social media yelling at trolls. It's to do what all the brave people are doing by uh, demonstrating and the peaceful demonstrations. And and we see these peaceful demonstrators be, uh, uh, fired upon by police, and it's just disgusting. It's uh, they're what they're doing is very brave, though. So, and uh, we're seeing mm-hmm. the results of their work here locally. Um, what's happening in Denver? 
We are. Um, yesterday was Denver's 11th day of protests, and Denver Police Department announced that um, they would make changes to the department's use of force and body camera policies, um, including banning chokeholds. And um, then they would also require that the officers alert supervisors anytime that they point a gun at somebody or fire a weapon. Wow. So, yeah. And, and we've seen... Which I feel like is just kind of like basic things that I thought would have been required anyways. Right. But, um, okay, that's a start. So, there we go. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, they announced that uh, there now has to be... There's a process for if they want to fire uh, tear gas at demonstrators in Denver... I think we're the only city I've seen do this where uh, they have banned the use of the uh, less than lethal rounds unless uh, a supervisor gives the go ahead. So there's a chain of command and there's some accountability now. Um, yeah, which but, really de-escalated our our uh, demonstrations quickly. Like, yeah, it, did. it was pretty much like an overnight thing that Denver became pretty peaceful. It, yeah, as oh, soon as the police God. backed off, it became peaceful. Who who would have thought that? As soon as the police stopped enforcing our curfew, it became peaceful. Yeah, and then I think other cities kind of followed. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, also in Denver, uh, they're looking at removing police officers from schools. In fact, uh, this is something that they're going to vote on soon, right? Or is it yeah, the board, is- the Denver School Board? I think it's more of a Denver school board thing, but this is a huge win because there's a kid, Tay Anderson. And uh, when I say kid, he's literally um, a kid. He might be 20 years old now, but um, he's a Denver school board director. And I actually followed him in some uh, protests a few years ago when he was still in high school. That's so cool. And he was, yeah, he was actually like, going through elections to get on the board. So, um, but he is holding a vote next week on a resolution that would remove police officers from the city's public schools by the end of 2020. Um, And basically he said that he wants to have a school system where students are greeted with school nurses and full-time mental health support and not Denver police department. Right. And, um, they, I mean, I and I agree that if they gain traction with kids early, it's going to end that high school to jail pipeline that so many people talk about. And I think Denver's a big. Uh, I think we're a, a big contribution to that pipeline. So yeah, um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. And uh, you know, we're we're talking about all these local places, and you may think, oh, I don't live there, so it doesn't matter. But the point is, is that these demonstrations are local, and this problem can only be solved on the local level with uh, the police, uh, uh, the police departments, and how they're operated, and where the police are, and uh, having accountability for the brutality. And what's that? Yeah, the po- the police unions. You gotta, they have to go everything through the police unions, and that's going to be a big hurdle. Right. I've heard some people say, "Oh, let's just." Uh, Let's wait for Donald Trump to finally come around and tell everybody to calm down. And maybe that will start to make a change. But this has nothing to do with (laughs) the federal government 
or Donald Trump. And if he were to say that, who the hell would believe him anyways? I, I, he just needs um, to shut the hell up on everything. Yeah. He would be a much better president if he didn't open his mouth. Have you noticed he's been quiet lately and it's been kind of enjoyable? Like he's been like well, fucking hiding. He Yeah, he's in his bunker, bitch is in his bunker. And uh, actually he tweeted like 200 times the other day. Did he? <laughs> in one day. Oh, so he's, what a shitty it. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I don't think that guy can ever be they quiet. Should, they should disconnect the Wi-Fi in his bunker. <laughs> I I do remember that he uh, didn't tweet for like twenty four hours in his presidency, and people were freaking out. Do you remember that? This is like a year and a half ago. They were like, "Is he okay? Is he dead? <laughs> What's going on?" I don't. <laughs> now, now he tweets. Uh, yeah, he's back to his tweeting. Uh, he's a moron um san francisco yeah what's happening in san francisco um well they may stop hiring cops with records of misconduct you know that's just so so the things we're seeing i'm thinking to myself how come this isn't happening already it's like i i trusted blindly not really knowing that being naive just thinking that this stuff was already going on but no we we, right Police departments are hiring cops with records of misconduct. Like, I I can't even yeah. get a job at Taco Bell if I left a another Taco Bell and I I spit in the food or something. Like, and these cops are able to get another job as police officers in a different department. Yeah. I, so, like the way I understood it was if they just go to a different police department, like the like the unions don't they don't mind they hire them back on. It's like they get a clean slate. Yeah, and oftentimes, like uh, if the if they've hired a police officer back for doing after they've done some sort of bad thing, then the next officer who does it can't get fired for it because the union goes to bat saying you didn't fire this per- or you hired this person back or you didn't fire this person for that. So it's been this like vicious cycle of like one person gets away with one little thing and it just kind of builds on it. And over the years, it's built up to they're literally getting away with murder. Ugh. And it's it's a terrible thing. I, I'm pro union and I don't like to see this kind of behavior from a union, though, and especially when it comes to um civil civil service protecting the people in our community and these we we put these uh, officers in a position of power they need to have way more accountability and they can't it's just it's so disgusting and i'm glad this stuff is coming to light and people are talking about it it's it's uh, stuff that most of us don't even think about on a day-to-day basis we know that uh there's some corrupt police officers out there now not all of them are bad we know that but the the whole system just seems to be broken because there's a lot of really bad policies, and and that allows a lot of more real a lot more really bad people into it. I mean, it it just seems like a job that you should hold pride in, you know. And where's the pride in these men? Like, there is none. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you can make a difference and thank you to all of the demonstrators out there and vote, vote, go to vote.org. Make sure you're registered and get in, participate in this stuff. This is democracy in action and we are highlighting all the good stuff that's coming out of the demonstrations. That's what we're focusing on this week. We'll be right back with more on its news to us. 
It's news to us. We're back. We are focusing on all the good stuff happening uh, surrounding the demonstrations and the good that that has come of it so far. Now there's a we have a lot more more ways to go. Where it's just getting started. The conversations just happening, and a lot of this stuff is immediate change. I'm I'm really interested to see where this goes over the next uh, yeah. few weeks, months, even years. Because I don't think this conversation is stopping at all. And this is something that really is going to transform society in a big way if uh, if these demonstrators and everyone standing up gets what we're asking for. I, I think this is like one of the biggest changing, pivotal moments in American history. Do you? I really think it's that big. I do. I do. I, I actually, yeah, I think it's a big moment. I talked to Kenzie about it last night because I thought it was a big moment. Like, How did you explain what's happening to your daughter? Uh, well, I had to have the racism talk, which was hard because how do you explain that to an eight year old? But uh, I just told her that people, people didn't like it and people like us didn't like it. And they were out there marching to stop it just because I've taken her to protest with me before in the past yeah. and like the women march and stuff like that. So, um, just not this one because of the pandemic. Right. So she knows what protesting is about. So I told her they were out there protesting to make it stop. And we're going to make it stop this time. And that this was a big moment in history. Yep. And I, I feel like a lot of this is pent up rage that has been building over the past three and a half years. And uh, just, I mean, the from the Women's March to here, we've just seen a lot of up upheaval and uh, I, people have had enough. And I think this is just the boiling point. Uh, one of the boiling points. I don't even think that this this is only solving one issue, one terrible thing that we need to get over and solve in this country. But we have so many other problems on top of this. And I think everybody's fed up. And I like, though, that everybody is sort of focusing on one thing collectively together. And it really shows the power of that. If we were able to do that and get these movements kind of going as a country and just you know, we start here, then we go there, then we go there, we go there. We could really make a lot of change happen in a short period of time. It's really cool to see. Yeah, and I think once we start changing one or two things, the the rest will be easier to change because I think with good will come more good, you know? Yes, and uh, a lot of that is... Uh, is tied to voting okay. as well. So uh, just yeah. a reminder, like, as we get closer to November, this show, it's news to us, is going to continue to uh, talk to candidates that are running for Congress and um, other offices. And we were going to remind you to continue to vote. Vote.org. Vote.org. Go there and, and check your voter registration also, right now. Yeah, I was just going to say, check your voter registration. Make sure you're still registered. Vote.org is a really good one. You can check there. Uh, you can also register to vote. You can vote by mail. Sign up for that. If you need an absentee ballot, a ballot you could also uh, get election reminders. There's a lot of cool stuff over at Vote.org. So if you're angry with everything going on, start participating with uh, at, the, at the ballot box because um, we need to elect people locally who are going to we're going to serve the community in its best interest and give us what we're demanding right now. So, yeah, it's uh, not just these big federal uh, elections that matter. It's uh, this is showing us how much it really matters down at a local level. You're 
your local attorney general, your local judges, you know, your these things matter. They really I mean they can put people away for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Um, do you want these people have that kind of power over your life? So um, it is important to go and uh, make these decisions. Yeah. Put your 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 input in, anyways. So. Right. Right. And uh, well, some more positive that's come of the demonstrations. Protesters have converted the uh, the baby gate around the white the White House the the White House fence Trump's baby gate into a memorial wall, which is um, pretty touching. That's a really powerful message. So the fence they decorated it with um, with different black men and women who lost their lives at the hands of the police. And uh, hundreds of people are walking by and looking and adding names and paintings and posters. It looks great. Yeah. And yeah. it's uh, and then also in D.C., the Black Lives Matter Plaza, um, D.C. officially renamed a section of 16th Street in front of the White House to Black Lives Matter Plaza. And then in big yellow letters, Black Lives Matter was painted. Black Lives Matter was yes painted on the uh, on the street. And you can actually see it from Google Images. It's really cool. Yeah, it's viewable from space. It's so big. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really cool. And yeah, me- meanwhile, and, and, Trump is building uh, more fences around himself. Yeah, right. And uh, the mayor of Washington, Muriel Bowser, had this done. And, and it was also kind of like a stick to him. Like, she had the... National Guard, she had part of the National Guard sent home. I forget what day of the week it was last week. And her and Trump got in a big spat over that, which right. we can talk about in a second. And then the next day, <laughs> there was a big street in front of the White House named Black Lives Matter Plaza. Yeah, it's so it awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, she was my hero of the day. And as you mentioned, uh, the mayor of D.C., uh, Muriel Bowser, she she got the National Guard to leave D.C. Trump was trying to deploy the troops on American citizens. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> that that's like that's really scary. That's really scary stuff. Like that's if we start going down that road, there's no turning back. No, there's really not. And I'm glad that we as a country, we're able to stand up and really put the kibosh on that quick because that is some dictator-ass shit right there. That is yep. not cool. That's right from the dictator's playbook. And there's still some weird stuff going on in D.C. with those uh, secret police walking around, those unidentified police officers. Yeah, also not cool. That's They look like, they look like freaking, like... Proud boys that they yeah. just like picked up off the street somewhere. Honestly, yeah, they look like those idiots that were uh, holding machine guns. <laughs> the dildos, <laughs> the dildos, the dildo holding idiots that were <laughs> yeah, rushing state do. capitals. They, they totally do. None of them look like they've been like trained to be like in the Marine Corps. No, think, you know, like some of them look like they're, chunky. yeah, they are like a couple of them they look like they, they've been in their basement playing call of duty. On. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird. <laughs> like that's probably the only training that they've had too is call of duty. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> probably how Bill Barr found him. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Uh, it's it's weird though. Are they still out there? Last I I heard, people were just really upset about it. Now is the end of last week, but I didn't keep up on it over the weekend. Yeah, I think they are. I'm pretty sure they are. I think I saw Steve Schmidt text or text tweet about it last night. Yeah, didn't the Nazis do this with the Gestapo? Isn't that like it's scary as shit? It is. Um, I mean, because then there's no way in hell, like, how do you hold them accountable? What do you, how do you know who they are? How do you know who that, like, they have no badge number, no name, no, I mean, uh, they can do whatever they want and get away with it. I was thinking that Marielle Bowser, the mayor of D.C., should have the police go arrest these thugs. Because, I mean, can you, can you, that's like almost like impersonating a police officer, isn't it? (laughs) Isn't that illegal? Perhaps she could perhaps call it that. Yeah, maybe. I don't unless know. they provided some sort of ID. That's a good idea. Yeah, unless she's in on it. I don't know. But she doesn't seem like she would be. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think she is. <laughs> and then uh, as also as we continue on with uh, the positive things that we have seen on the, with the demonstrations and the result of. Mitt Romney, Republican Mitt Romney, joined the Black Lives Matter march. Now, I don't trust this guy. I, I just want to make that clear. Um, <laughs> but it was cool of him to be out there marching. I think he has a grandson, maybe, that is black. Does he? Okay. I did not know that. I think he does. Yeah. So he, I'm pretty sure he does. So Well, I'm, yeah, I'm sure... All the other Republicans in Washington at least have a, a black hooker that they visit on a regular basis. I'm sure they do, <laughs> especially uh, Lindsey Graham. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a weird story <laughs> bubbling with that guy right now. It's not really weird. Right? It's just it's only weird because he's uh, he's anti LGBT and he's being yeah. accused of hiring male escorts. Uh, anyways, you know, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do whatever you want, man, but don't be a hypocrite about it. I don't care if you're going to hire a male. I mean, actually, you can't break the law with a prostitute either. That's against the law. Yeah, you should have just been a Democrat, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. But anyways, yeah, Mitt Romney was out there. I kind of feel like Mitt Romney is secretly kind of campaigning for president in case DJT has a complete and total... Uh, meltdown, and is somehow not running. Out of the White House, don't you think that's what's happening? Because the guy's a wild card. I feel like anything can happen. Maybe he could be. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, I feel like if he ran, he might have a chance. Uh, like, yeah, nobody yeah. wants Trump to be president. Yeah, not even George W. Bush, and that's another thing. No, uh, speaking of Mitt Romney. Um, George W. Bush and other top Republicans say that they won't support Trump for re-election, and that's I've never seen that before. I've never seen a, a former Republican president say that they won't stand behind uh, a current Republican nominee. That's crazy. Fuck no! I've ne- I've never seen any ex politician come out and say like th- who they're not like going to vote for. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And to have George W. come out, the big W, 
and say that he won't support the reelection of of Donald Trump is huge because W is uh, he was revered by a lot of conservatives. So now, yeah, now, I mean, now I think you're just down to the just crazy ass uh, Trump cult, uh, like the uh, the people who have drinking the bleach. Forty five percent of the forty five. Is that how much America. it is? I thought we were down to thirty five. Is it forty five? I'm pretty sure it's forty five. Damn it! Uh, uh, I, I I just I don't know. I, I, it's it's, it's all crazy. it's all very frustrating, all of it, because we see this. It's disgusting. It is forty five percent, forty five percent, dude. It is crazy. Uh, Colin Powell, Colin Powell, excuse me. Uh, he also is saying that he's not going to support President Trump for reelection, and this guy is a uh, uh, a big a Republican deal. figurehead. Yeah, uh, yeah. one of the uh, former top officials. Of uh, he was he served under W didn't he or was it yeah you know, was it he he did w? I think he served under a few presidents Secretary uh, of State he was very yeah he was very revered and Republicans really like him so there's that yeah yeah but you know there's there's a lot of good stuff happening uh, even though we're surrounded by doom and gloom um so we just wanted to. This week, focus on the good stuff that's happening because it's a really weird time. Everybody's feeling anxious and uh, disgusted, and that we have a pandemic to worry about. This couldn't have happened at a worse time. But you know what? There's no good time for uh, for a lot of this. So it's just, when it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and it's good that this movement is happening. So um, I just hope that everybody stays safe out, out those uh, demonstrations. That's my biggest concern. Like yeah. having all these people together. It's. Uh, I hope we don't start seeing spikes. But uh, these people putting their lives on the line are very brave. Yeah. Brave Americans. Uh, Okay, we'll be right back. It's news to us. It's news to us back on Adobe Radio, focusing on the good stuff that's happening around the demonstrations and the result of them as uh, the Black Lives Matter movement just completely takes over the dialogue in the country. Now going on, it's what, second week? This third week? Yep. Second? Third? Yeah, second week. Second, second week. week. We're wrapping the second week here. And it's still at the top of everyone's mind, and it is dominating the conversation still. I thought that it was really cool last week that uh, a lot of companies just decided to go silent on social media. A lot of people decided to go silent and let those uh, who needed a voice have it. I thought that was really cool. I've never seen anything like that. And we should do that kind of thing more, I feel like, on a regular basis. But who knows yeah. if that's going to happen? Probably not. But um, it's wishful thinking. Uh, but <laughs> did you see that Obama gave a uh, a speech to the class of 2020? You know, I did not see the speech yet, but um, I heard about it. And I'm just so relieved that he's like speaking out again, even though it's sparse. Just his little, I feel like his little like speeches to america just give people back like inspiration and like some sort of humanity they remember what it was like to have a leader yeah and uh i think we need that right now (laughs) me too here's a little bit of his uh dear class of 2020 virtual graduation ceremony that happened over the weekend here is uh 
President well, Trump. Unfair to lay such or, a heavy oh, burden. President Obama. Excuse me. <laughs> I wish that my generation had done more to solve some of our country's big problems so you didn't have to. But the good news is that I know you're up to the challenge. You are the best educated generation in history and a whole lot more technologically savvy. You've been exposed to more knowledge and perspectives than my generation ever was. You're more tolerant and empathetic, entrepreneurial, environmentally conscious. Even before graduation, many of you have already started to make your mark, feeding the hungry, mentoring kids, fighting racial injustice, helping veterans, battling climate change. And now to see so many of you participating in peaceful protests, to see so many of you of every race and background raise up your voices on behalf of justice for all. Well, it's been unbelievably inspiring. Uh, yeah, a little bit of President Obama. If you want to see the full speech, it's on YouTube. Go watch it if you need a little bit of inspiration. It's the kind of message that we really need right now from a leader. Not uh, We don't need tear, tear gas shot at us so our leader can wave a Bible in our faces right now. It's really like the last thing we need. Yeah. <sighs> no. But that, but people oh, people boy, are uprising. Oh, I know. Yeah, we had it so good under him. I, 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 I really miss the days where I did not think about the federal government. I did not think about the president or politics. I miss those days so much. He, he, like we became so complacent. <laughs> we really did. Well, we were in good hands for the most part. I'm not saying he was a perfect president, but at least uh, I didn't have to worry about. Uh, I don't know my own personal safety and and the moral fiber of the country. No, and you know what? I like. I really like. Just started getting into politics during the Obama administration, and I honestly thought that like, uh, oh man, what was that lady? The pit bull with the lipstick that ran with Mitt Romney. Oh. She had the the kids and the. Uh, she was just one big hot mess. I mean, I just thought they were like Republicans were such a joke. Like they were just so all over the place and had the most ridiculous policy ideas. I was like, there's no way. And right. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Trump comes along and taps into just hate and racism. And that's what he's fueled his entire existence on. Really. If you boil it down. Yeah, and like it was so much worse than I could have ever imagined. But you know, there's again, there's silver lining, and you know, and uh, people don't, people are waking up and they're paying attention more than ever in so many different ways, and that is a good thing. And you know, I during those Obama years, maybe, maybe it was it was it was it was not good of me to not pay attention as much because there were still things that needed to be done. And uh, there always will be. So uh, vote, everybody. And, and uh, some good news with states that have expanded mail-in voting because of COVID-19. They're saying that uh, in at least four of the eight states that held primaries last week, turnout surpassed 2016 levels. So more people are voting and getting engaged, and that's a good thing. Um, and it turns that's out... crazy because yeah. 2016 was high-level voting. Oh, yeah. So I think we're going to have a big turnout for this year's election. And that is good because when that happens, uh, people tend to 
not vote for hate. Just say that. Yeah, we turn we we tend to win when a lot of people vote. So right, let's get out there. Take three of your friends. Yep, yep, and uh, I'll, I'll never put it as as eloquently as former President Obama, but he did uh, kind of lay out a game plan for everybody. If you're interested in uh, not only his uh, dear class of 2020 speech, but he also did a Zoom town hall type thing um, that was last week too. So. That's on YouTube, and he had just a lot of good advice for people who want to make a change. So go watch that. And he also he had an article as well I, uh, that came out in Medium, I want to say. One of those. I, don't, I forgot what it is, but you can find it hey. if you Google it. Um, but yeah, vote. Vote, everybody. Vote.org. That's how we can continue to make the change lasting. Uh, thanks for uh, listening this week on just kind of a different vibe show of its news to us. Uh, eventually we can get back to uh you know the way we do things around here but this is just not a regular moment uh the moment is uh, just a different feeling in the air and we just wanted everybody to know that we throw our support behind all the all the demonstrators and the movement and we're doing everything we can to help so uh just continue to pay attention and vote 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 Anything else? And know that there's uh, there's things you can do at home, too. You know, you can support candidates that you like, even if they're not local to you. You can phone bank. You can do postcards. Um, you can make signs. You can. There's tons of things you can always do if you contact candidates that you like. Um, they always need help. Uh, make sure your friends are registered to vote. Make sure you're registered to vote and vote. Right. All right. Well, uh, on behalf of Jason, who took the week uh, off, and uh, and Katie here, thanks for listening. I guess we'll we'll see you next time. Uh, stay safe if you're protesting. Just uh, tweet us if you need to be bailed out. <laughs> we'll start a GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have to press the button to end the show. Otherwise, it's not official. Where's that button? I totally forgot. Uh, here it is. Appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. <laughs> A payroll and HR company needs to be prepared for whatever is going to happen. You could say that over 70 years of experience helping businesses all over the world run smoothly is good preparation. But for ADP... That's not enough. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, we're staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate the complexities. ADP, HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people.